Welcome to the Campus Rush Podcast. We believe that God will speak through this word and meet you right at the point of your need. We hope that God will bless you through this message. I'm ready for the word if you're ready for the word. Are you ready for it? Are you sure? Awesome. So we've been in this series, Love, Peace, and the Holy Ghost. If you're here for the first time, so happy to meet you. You are an honored guest. You are a VIP. My name is Kofi. I'm the pastor. I'm happy that you're here. One time for our first timers. Happy that they're here. A few weeks ago, I found myself in um, a difficult season of my life. Um, I found myself in a place where it became difficult to see again. Um, There's one thing when you have vision for something, but then when your ability to see vision in other things becomes cut short, it's a concern if you're a visionary. I came to the place where it became so difficult to see where God was taking me personally, not uh, in regards to what I'm leading, but as an individual, what God has next for my life. It's a dangerous place to be uh, at a point whereby you don't know where you're going next. You know where you are now, but it's hard to see where you are going next. Uh, anybody at that place now? Anybody at that place? I see a few hands. I see a few hands here. You're all right with where you are, but you want to know where am I going next? I got to the point where I became so down. I said, I don't, I don't know, God, where you're taking me. I don't know um, what is next for my life. And I began to battle with this, and I began to pray through this, and battle and pray and battle and pray. And there was a three-letter word that saved me. One day, uh, a few weeks ago, I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and I was feeling, I was just feeling down. I said, God, I need your peace to surround me. I just need, I need a boost of faith right now. I just need you to bring me to that level um, where I'm in intimacy with you. Um, is it okay to be transparent? Can I be, can I, I mean, you know me by now. I'll tell you everything. So, you know, I'm not one of those guys that would just, you know, act like everything is all right. There are difficult seasons and times in life. Uh, but what God does is that he gives you the strength to go through them. And why he does that is because he knows where he's taking you. Now, some of the things that God does during the hardest seasons of our lives is to give us words that sustain us and that keep us. And one of the words that God spoke to me was a three-letter word on the edge of my bed. I was sitting like this. I was sitting at the edge of my bed, you know. I woke up in the morning, you know. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's a tough one. Like, where are you taking me today? What do you have for me today? Um, what next do you have for me? I've accomplished what I was supposed to accomplish way faster than what I was supposed to accomplish. What next? And God spoke to me, and it was the most comforting three words I could have ever heard in that moment. And it was a simple phrase that said, I love you. And that word that he spoke to me in such a difficult season brought so much comfort to my life. I don't think you understand how comforting it is in a difficult season, not to hear man say that they love you, but to hear your father in heaven whisper a three-letter word to you that is, I love you. And if you haven't experienced that love, last week we spoke about love in a cave, and we spoke about the reckless love of God that comes to meet us wherever we are. And uh, I want you to just tap your neighbor right now and say, you are loved by God. You are loved by God. So looking at 
this concept of love, Galatians 5.22 tells us this, about the fruit of the Spirit is love. So many times we get engulfed within the gifts of the Spirit, uh, not knowing that the fruit of the Spirit, not the literal, it's a fruit, but the sense of being a spiritual person, this is what the outcome of being a spiritual person is. And the outcome of being a spiritual person is that you have the love of Christ on the inside of you. Meaning you can love yourself, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You have that love on the inside of you. Now, the greatest thing about this verse, Galatians 5.22, is that it's a six in one. What do I mean by that? It's that it says that the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the first part. After it is love, then it says love. Then joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, goodness, faithfulness. All those things are first out of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. Not the fruits of the Spirit are, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Are you following me? So the fruit of the Spirit is love, and then it is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Someone shout six in one. So you have love as the fruit of the Spirit, and because you have love, you then have all of these things. Anybody grateful for the fruit of the Spirit, man? Anybody grateful? That's why I find it difficult that you call yourself a Christian, but you're not nice. Like, I find it difficult that you call yourself a, a Christian, but you're not good to others. You're not faithful to church. You're not faithful to your parents. You're not faithful to your school studies. You're, you're not patient with your friends. You, you don't have the peace of God. You're not joyous. You don't have any of the fruits of the Spirit. I find it very difficult. You know, I always used to say this saying that many times people think that, think the deep things of God are like the mystical things that we can't see in the unknown realms. I want to tell you something, that the deep things of God are simply the simple things of God. The deep things of God. You want to be a deep Christian? This is the fruit of the Spirit. So if you want to be spiritual, this is the fruit of you being spiritual. This is how we'll know that you are spiritual. How do you love people? Oh, you're not going to talk to me tonight. How do you take care of others? How patient are you? How kind are you? How gentle are you? How submissive are you? It's not a sign of weakness. It's a fruit of the Spirit, meaning that if the fruit of the Spirit is love, being a spiritual person means that you love, you are patient, you are kind, you are good to others, etc., etc. Looking at this, this week, of course, we're going to focus on peace. Uh, could you help me appreciate Pastor Cheryl for that beautiful song uh, that she's singing? I sent it to her like two days ago. I said, I, I want you to sing this song. I love it so much. It's blessing me right now. And, uh, and she learned it. Thank you so much uh, uh, for being faithful and committed uh, to this vision. So we're going to look at peace today, all right? Uh, peace uh, is, is to have freedom from uh, disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. In other words, peace is the freedom from disturbance. Can somebody repeat that with me? Say, peace is the freedom of disturbance. All right? In other words, peace is to be free from disturbance or without worry. Uh, the way I like to put it is this, that peace is the realm of rest. Peace is the realm of rest. It's the place where you get to where... Uh, even though you should be worrying when others are worrying, you're not because you have something on the inside of you that gives you this ability to be calm in the midst of the storm. It's this rest that you have knowing that no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to make it out of it. I prophesy to you 
that if you find yourself in a pit, you are coming out of the pit. If you find yourself in the storm, your bed is not going to be made in the storm. God is bringing you out of the storm. If you find yourself in the belly of the whale, the belly is the whale is about to vomit you out. You're not staying there. You're coming out of there. Your amen is weak right now. I said you're coming out of the belly of the whale. You're not staying there. You're coming out. So you're asking me this question, Pastor, this is cool. Uh, everything you're saying is awesome. Uh, but if peace is a realm of rest and the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace is included, and I do have the peace of God, then why do I feel like I'm a prisoner to distress? Why do I feel that I'm bound to worry or I'm bound to frustration? Three reasons why you feel that you're bound even though you're free. Three reasons. Number one, you don't know who you are. Number two, you don't know whose you are. Number three, you don't know what you have. Those are the reasons why you believe that you are bound when you're actually free. Isaiah 53 verses 5, NKJV, says it like this. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Well, let's, let's read this together. Can we read it on the big screen? One, two, three, and go. That line right there, that third line right there says the, just the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Pastor, what do you mean by that? Let me unpack it for you. It basically means that Jesus was punished for our peace. It means that he was beat, went on the cross so that you can have peace. He went on the cross, died, took nails in his hands so that you can live a life of freedom. People spat into his face. People put a, you know, a crown of thorns over his head. Why? So that you can live free and have peace. John 16, says it like this. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I want you to tap somebody say, neighbor, be of good cheer. No, no, nudge them. Say, neighbor, be of good cheer. Say, be of good cheer. Come on, give God a loud praise right there. A loud shout of praise. Be, be of good cheer. It says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. So where is peace? Peace is found in God. We have the peace of God because the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. But how do we find peace? How are we given peace when we are located within Christ? So being in Christ means that we then have the peace of God. One more time, I'm going to read it. It says, these things, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. And even though you're in a world of tribulation right now, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. What does that mean? That means that you are going through situations right now. You are going through storms that are taking you out. You don't know how you're going to make it right now. I mean, the rent has been due. Not that it is due. It's been due. There are situations you're looking at your fridge and you're, you're laughing at yourself. 
your bank account gives you a chuckle. Like, oh, <laughs> if somebody saw this, they would laugh. <laughs> God. You're looking at this like, man, I've been through so many tribulations, trials. So many things are worrying me. But how do I get through this? By having the peace of God. How do you of God? By being in him. It says, you will overcome the world. What does that mean? That means that instead of looking at your bank account and laughing out of pity for yourself, laugh because this is not the end, but this the, just the beginning. That you, 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 when, you're, when, you're, when you're looking at your fridge, all you have to do is open it up and say, oh my gosh, today it's empty, but tomorrow it will be filled. Why? Because the Bible says to be of good cheer because why? He has overcome the world. How can you overcome the world? By having the peace of God, which is in turn the rest of God. Resting in the midst of trials and tribulations. But how do you get the peace of God? We have to be found in him. Found in him. So, so you are found in him as he's found in you. So you and God are one and the same. Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Jesus is in you. You're in him. You are one. So you're found in him. So you have peace because he is the prince of peace. So you are found in him. So why are you worrying right now if you are already in God? The only way you can worry is if you're actually not with him but look like you are. Uh-oh. The only way you should worry is if you don't know who you are, whose you are, and what you have. That's the only time you begin to worry. The only time you begin to be anxious. The only time that you lose your peace should be when you're, 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 you're losing who you are and whose you are. If peace is found in God, then that means this, that peace is actually a realm. Somebody say peace is a realm. It's a, it's a place. You can find a place of serenity, a place of tranquility. Peace is actually a realm. It's a realm of peace. Peace is a realm. It's, it's a realm of understanding that you are in him. My God. So it, does, it doesn't matter what you're going through. If you find yourself in him, you are operating in the realm of peace. So you begin to make decisions from a place of confidence, not a place of defeat. You begin to make decisions from a place of, of, of a winning standpoint, not a place of an overcome losing standpoint. Because you already found in God, so you have the peace of God. Anybody grateful for the peace of God? Listen, if you don't have the peace right now, I'm just speaking that God will draw you closer to him. So that the moment you are found in him, you will receive peace that surpasses all understanding. That's why Philippians would tell us, be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request be known unto God, that the peace that surpasses all understanding can guide your heart and mind. So peace is something that guides you. Peace is something that will hold you, but you can only find peace when you are found in God. Are you with me? If you're taking notes, write this down. Peace is not something you're fighting to have. Peace is something you have that you're fighting to keep. It's a perspective change. See, see, it's not something you're fighting. God, give me peace. God, give me peace. I don't have peace. Give me peace. No, peace is something... That God has given you because you're in him. You're fighting to keep your peace. 
when you begin to change your mentality from a position of I don't have and I'm trying to get as opposed to I have and I'm trying to keep, you know, then you begin to realize who you are, whose you are, and what you have. There's a few functions of, of peace. Two functions. I want you to write this down. Number one, we are to receive peace. So peace is received. You can receive the peace of God. I pray that over you, you'll receive the peace of God. I don't know if somebody in this place can't sleep well at night. I just, I pray right now, tonight will be the best sleep of your life. You'll sleep like a baby. You'll wake up and be happy. Uh, I pray that, that in this place right now, that when you wake up in the morning, you won't have an anxiety attack. Uh, you won't have sleep paralysis when you wake up. But the peace of God shall surround your room. I break that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. You are not going to die before your time. You're going to live. You are not going to live in agony for the rest of your life. Every day is a struggle to live and breathe. And no, I cancel that in the name of Jesus today. May the peace of God that surpasses understanding be yours right now. May that peace be yours to enjoy for you and for your family. Peace is to be received. You can receive peace. You receive it. Number two, the second thing that we do, functions of peace, number two is that we declare peace. You can declare peace. So you can receive peace, and then you can declare peace. So I'm going to say it a couple of times. I want you to really get this. Um, many times in church, we do a lot of shouting, but not a lot, not a lot of teaching. So people don't understand. They don't leave places changed. They leave places high on, on, on energy or whatever. But I want, I want to be able to teach you so that in moments of your quietness, when you don't know how to get through what you're going through, you can refer back to this message today. Peace is received. And number two, peace is something that you declare. Somebody say, peace is received. And peace is declared. Number one, I want you to say it one more time until you get it. Peace is number one, what? Received. And number two, what? One more time. Peace is number one, what? And number two, so you can receive peace and then you can declare peace over a situation. Why don't you take two minutes right now, just declare peace over some things in your life. I don't know what's going on right now. Just decree and declare some things. Speak some peace. Speak peace over your family, peace over your home, peace over the city, peace over our nation. Begin to speak some peaceful things right now. Speak peace to the storm. Speak peace to the storm, God. Mark 4.35, that's our main text. I'm going to read this, um, break it down a little bit, then we'll, we'll go. Mark 4.35. Bible says this. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Verses 36. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. Verses 37. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat. So that it was already filling. Verses 38. But he, as in Jesus, was in the stern asleep on a pillow. 
And they awoke him and said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Let's look at the attitude of Jesus. Do you want to get those things just positioned? Look at the attitude of Jesus in this. There was a storm. There are battles going on, Ted. There's things that are going on right now. In the midst of his storm, Jesus is sleeping. The man is taking a nap in the middle of a storm. Look at the characteristics of Jesus. A storm is going by and Jesus is sleeping. The winds and the waves are troubling. Everybody is afraid. Yet Jesus is sleeping. I don't understand how you can sleep in the middle of the storm. I can barely sleep when it's raining. And Jesus is sleeping in the middle of a storm where people think they're going to die. What can we learn from that? We learn one thing from this situation. That in the middle of a storm, and I'm decreeing and declaring this over you, that in the middle of the storms of life, when people around you are frantic, God will give you the peace to be able to rest. Situations, waves, trials, tribulations, things in life can be going crazy. But one thing you'll have is the peace of God to rest. Some of you need to learn how to rest. Just know that God is working it out. I don't have to worry about my future. God is working it out. I don't have to worry about what God is, what God is getting ready to do. I just worry about what he's doing today. And as I walk out what he's getting, what he's doing today, God will bring me to what is happening tomorrow. Anybody believe that with me? If you just rest in what God is doing, I'm telling you, I just came here to remind somebody here that you need to rest in the promises of God. Rest in his promises. When others are frantic, learn to rest. Um, verses 39 says something so amazing and we're going to read it in a sec but I was preparing for this and God began to speak to me um, and so we're going to use these these two boom boxes this one's mine I stole it from my dad don't tell him and um, this one's his and I'm thinking of taking it from my room so don't tell him as well uh, but these two boom boxes are here and, and I, I began to visualize sometimes how we can be able to feel in the midst of storms and God began to minister to me, and, and God began to tell me one thing. God said that, Kofi, I want you to show my people how it's like in the midst of storms, and what are the sounds that come out in the midst of storms that can distract one from fulfilling the vision upon their life. And so I'm going to ask Saf, I want you to play something on that boombox reel right now. People are ready grooving, I see Okay, awesome. Stop it. Now, if I'm playing this song, I know exactly how to move to this rhythm. Begin to play it again. Great. Now, okay, so I want you to play what's on this boombox right now. Clap a little. Now stop it. Now, as this is playing, I also know how to 
react to this rhythm. So what begins to happen in many of our storms is when we know the storm we're fighting, we know how to battle the storm. But I want you to play this again, Saf. Okay, so I want you to play that. Hold up, hold up, stop. It's already giving me a headache. Sometimes this is the enemy's tactic, is that he won't throw one storm at you, but he'll throw multiple storms at you. And this is what happens in the midst of the storm, is that even when you're getting equipped to handle one storm, he will then bring another storm. So just as you're learning to fight one battle, He'll bring another battle, so in the midst of it, you have one exam, but then your family's falling apart. You have one business plan, but then your girlfriend leaves you. There's pressure for marriage, but at the same time, you're just trying to make it through this day. Oh, who am I talking to today? So, you're trying to battle one thing, and then another thing is also there. So the moment you learn how to fight one battle... You can't get comfortable in that groove because there's another battle. And the crazy thing about it is that when you play two songs at the same time, you can't focus. This is how it's like when you don't have peace. It's the absence of tranquility. So when you are frustrated in the midst of the storm, this is how your spirit is reacting. I don't know what to do. Your mind, that's why people become confused when they don't have peace. Do you know how it feels to be without peace? My goodness. You can have all the anointing in the world, but if you don't have peace, you can have all the degrees in the world, but if you don't have peace, I know medical doctors that can't sleep at night. Rich men and women, you'll think, I, I can't wait to be like them. And they're rather saying, I wish that I was like you because I have all the riches in the world, but yet I don't have the one thing money cannot buy, and that is peace. So you're in the midst of this battle. The Bible said, oh, please be seated. The Bible says that he's in the midst of the storm. All the apostles, all the disciples are like, yo, how am I going to make it through? This storm is raging. One track is playing. Another track is playing. One track is playing. Another track is playing. One song changes. The groove on that thing changes. The groove on this changes. I fight this battle, but then I also have to fight this battle. And now I'm conflicted because I can't think straight anymore. I've lost my peace. And I want us to read what God says through his son Jesus in this scripture. Let's read it together. One, two, three, and go. No, no, no. We got to read some more of them. One, two, three, and go. One more time. One, two, three, go. Then he arose and... Then he arose, Jesus from his rest. So that means that there will be times, even in your rest, where there will be battles. 
where there will be problems that you have to arise to and command them to go. There will be times where you have to get up and begin to burn the midnight oil and pray that whatever you're going through will go away. Then he arose and rebuked the wind. So he spoke to the wind and he said, peace be still. I want you to read this one more time. Say, peace be still. Just say it after me. Peace be still. One more time. Say, peace be still. Say it again. Peace be still. I was shocked when I read this scripture, prof, on what this actually meant. I want you to play that one more time, and I want you to play this at the same time one more time. So you guys are hearing two sounds, right? You're confused. You don't know which groove to go to, which battle to fight, right? Good. Okay, so I want you to stop yours. Keep that going. This is what God told me. Stop that for a second. God told me this. As I was studying this, he said, when you look at the word peace in this situation, it's not talking about the shalom of God. There's a peace and a realm in God where you're talking about the shalom, which is like, you know, good tidings or let it be well with you or it will be good with you or the peace, the inner peace. But this is talking about a different type of peace. So I did a little, I did a little study. I went a little deeper. Somebody say, Pastor, go a little deeper. Say, say it again. Say, go a little deeper. Oh, you're you're going to love this. Say, go a little deeper. So I, asked, I, I went to the dictionary, I went to my thesaurus, my concordance, I said, what does this word peace actually mean? So the Bible says that as Jesus arose as the prince of peace himself, and he stood on the boat and commanded the winds and the waves to cease by saying the word peace, that word peace actually means mute. So if you look at this situation, turn that on one more time, y'all ain't get it. You're not getting it. Turn this off. What this means is that in the midst of your storm, God has given you on the inside an ability to speak over the sound. Not just are you peace on the inside, but you have the ability to press mute on the sound that is coming from the outside now that's not that's not the revelation if you clap clap you can clap you can clap you can clap you can clap pause that you can clap this is the true revelation here is that when god gives you the ability to press mute it the word there's sipayo so somebody say sipayo it's sipayo it means to mute whatever is now sounding so when God gives you the ability to speak peace over a situation it's to press mute on that situation so if you're looking for a title for my sermon the title of my sermon is that it's on mute there are situations there are trials there are tribulations that demand you to open up your voice and begin to declare the peace of God. And not the peace that is the shalom, the peace that's a sapayo, which means that, man, I'm tired of this situation. I can't, I may not be able to control it, but I will press mute on it. I may not be able to stop it, but I'll press mute. I wish I had a church. Y'all ain't preaching with me. Y'all ain't preaching with me. Let me preach over here. I can't control it, but I'll press mute on it. I wish I had three, four people that will give God a glory right now. Give him a praise right now. Pastor, I'm going through a difficult situation. Just press mute. 
Why are you allowing the winds to intimidate your peace? Why can't you sleep at night? Why are you depressed? It's because you have a power you have not tapped into yet. And that's the sepio on the inside to press mute on the situation. Oh my God. Now, what does mute do, Prof? Mute is a function that you can place to put a hold on the sound so there's no more sound but get this even though you press mute it doesn't mean the sound has stopped actually coming so what does that mean that means Saf even though I come come here and I can press mute on there it doesn't mean you're still not playing it on your phone what does that mean that means you'll still go through situation waves and trials and tribulations that are coming but it means that in the midst of your trials and tribulations you will have the sapio the ability to mute your emotions the ability to mute your anxiety the ability to mute your depression so even though you are in the middle of a situation that seems impossible you have the sapio which is the muting ability to mute whatever is happening it doesn't mean you won't have problems but it means you have the ability to control what affects you Jesus said peace be still and what happened the winds and the waves went down. There are some things that are out of your control that you may not be able to stop, but you can mute. Some of you guys are leaving this place tonight, and there's a task on your shoulder and on your head, and that's to place mute on a bunch of relationships in your life. Because people don't deserve the option to speak into your life when they have nothing good to say about your situation why do you keep allowing people to speak into the peripheries of your mind when you have the ability to mute it so you wonder why you're going through so many problems because you have so many sounds that are speaking at the same time so many waves that are speaking at the same time so many people that are speaking this person tells you good things about the pastor this person tells you bad things about the pastor this person tells you bad things about your other friend this person tells you bad things why don't you just play Place them all on mute. It doesn't mean they'll stop talking, but it means you can control the sound that comes into your periphery. Someone shout, it's on mute. Say, 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 it's on mute. There's a storm in your life right now, but I prophesy it's on mute right now. Oh my God. I, I prophesy it's on mute right now. I prophesy to you. It's on mute right now. It's on mute. 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 The winds and the waves can come. But if I serve a God in heaven who has given me the ability to have perfect peace, I determine when I want to come into my periphery. I determine the sound in my hemisphere. I determine the sound I want to hear. We receive peace. And we declare peace. We receive peace. And we declare peace. And when we declare the peace, the receiving is the shalom. The declaring is the sapile. And the sapile is the mute. <laughs> so we speak sapile, the muting peace of God over the battle you're going through right now. 
if I'm a man of God, the way you're receiving this, I feel like taking this somewhere else. Maybe I should have preached this somewhere else. I decree and declare in this atmosphere. some people that are going through too much battles saying pastor <laughs> I fight one battle I get my groove to one song and then there's another song that starts up at the same time and I don't know what I'm doing I'm confused I have the shalom which is the peace within as a result of the fruit of the spirit but I don't yet have the ability to press mute on the sound is coming out you're between a rock and a hard place right now it's a difficult season it's been difficult for you you haven't told anybody this is only thoughts that you've been thinking some of them being suicidal some of them being depressive some of them being giving up on life giving up on hope and you may not even be in this room but you may be under the sound of my voice and influence for years to come through podcasts through online through video through streaming you're saying, Pastor, it's just too much. It's just too much. We are going to declare the Sapayo of God to mute the sounds of the storm in your life. Thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. If you enjoyed this message and want to partner with us, visit us at www.campusrush.org to become a global partner or to partner with us in giving.